Financial Grown-Up Guide, The Biggest Money Mistakes Financial Grown-Ups Are Making, and How to Avoid Them with Josh Delinsky, host of the popular Financial Quarterback podcast and radio show on some major stations, and author of the new book, Retirement Reality Check. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money but it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. Hey, grownups. Odds are, if you are listening to this, you probably are doing at least something right for your retirement. And that is a good thing. But there are a lot of money mistakes a lot of us grownups still make, not just with respect to retirement, but also with respect to reaching our money goals. And we want to make sure you aren't making those big money mistakes that are more common than many of us would think. So I have with here my friend, Josh Jelinski, who you may know as the host of the Financial Quarterback Podcast. It is also a radio show, by the way, on some really big stations, including WABC and WOR. He is here to share some big mistakes that we all need to avoid and also to give us a preview of his new book, Retirement Reality Check, How to Spend Your Money and Still Leave an Amazing Legacy. Hey, Josh. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. My favorite part of your title is how to spend your money, because sometimes we all forget that. That's a fun part. Tell us just quickly, um, give us a sense of the book, because you're very passionate about the material in the book. I am. My parents were the inspiration. I, I say in the book that they loved God, Mickey Mouse, and their kids, but not necessarily in that order. And I learned from their life. They both passed away in the last year. I'm sorry. Uh, seven months within each other deeply in love, 52 years married. And they taught me that life is uncertain. They both had very debilitating disabilities and they enjoyed their money. I want our readers of the Retirement Reality Check to learn how to spend their money. Too many people set up a saving plan, a 401k, but they don't have a plan to actually enjoy their wealth as they age. I agree. And also, I mean, here's a stat that you actually have. 82% of people don't have a written retirement plan. That doesn't mean people think that means they're not maybe saving enough, but it could also be they don't have a plan on how to spend the money. Exactly. We find that a lot of people are still following the outdated 4% rule, which has been discredited in light of the 2000 and 2002 market debacle and the 2008 market recession. And the 4% rule, if you're not aware of it, I know you are, but maybe some listeners aren't, came about with William Bengden of the Trinity College. And he said, you know, if you have a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, you can live off of 4% of your money and still be fine. But the last two recessions have proven that the 4% rule is an epic failure and one that needs revision. We're going to talk more about that. Before we get to your list, you brought five money mistakes that are happening that a lot of financial grown-ups are likely doing, and we're going to talk about how to avoid them. But before we do that, this is one of my favorite parts of the book here. You talk about the swan system, sleep well at night. Josh, I need this. We all do. And this is the thing that I've found in my research for the book. I guess I'm a zenial. I'm 38. And when I started making money, I could not sleep at night because I was so worried about the next market crash. Because if you think about it, many of your financial grownups, we came of age seeing our parents lose half of everything they had. I remember my father was so excited when he got his 401k and he was so excited that he, he got to manage his own funds. So he picked index funds 
or, uh, you know, like what Kiplinger or any other money magazine would tell you to do. And then he saw his wealth evaporate from 2000 to 2002. And then he had to take money out of his 401k to pay his medical bills. And he basically died last year penniless uh, because he followed the old school advice that many of our listeners are experiencing. So I basically uh, wrote the book in, in honor of my father's poor experiences. And so I tell people, if you are just starting out, whether you're a millennial, a zennial, a boomer, a senior, make sure you have a volatility buffer so that you can sleep well at night. I recommend you have one portfolio where you know you have your index funds and your 60% stock and all that, but have one bucket of money, could be 100000 could be three years of living expenses, saved in things that are not tethered to the stock market and not tethered to the bond market that may go down if interest rates go up. Very wise advice. Let's get to your list of five mistakes that financial grownups may be making and how we can work to not be doing those things. You're on the topic of the markets. We are in very heady times now. We've had an inverted yield curve, all kinds of complicated things. That, And also, by the way, index funds, you bring up an interesting point. People don't always realize that they are weighted. Talk to me, number one, about the market-related mistakes that you see people making. Number one market-related mistake is people are not setting up a volatility buffer, and they are too busy focused on the pie. In my book, we talk about how the 60-40 pie is a lie. In the last downturn, if you were diversified in stocks and bonds, in many cases, they both went down. So one of the big tips is diversify not just into different asset classes, but also into different market strategies that are non-correlated to the general index, uh, the S&P 500 and the like. Second mistake you think people are making has to do with risk. Yeah, they're not risk smart. You know, too many people are unaware that they can put money into an annuity, even if they're 40 or 38, and get a guaranteed stream of income when they retire. People are unaware of different long-term care insurance programs or permanent life insurance programs that will afford them. You know, we were just talking off air about somebody who, who had some health issues. People are unaware of health risks are huge in retirement planning. And like my father, he was disabled at 40. Now, your 401k does not come with a disability-proof plan. But people can set up uh, disability insurance, and, and that's one of the most underinsured things that I've seen. Speaking of that, so the third thing that you wanted to talk about was mis- common mistakes that people make with respect to insurance. Insurance is huge. People are woefully uninsured. I think everybody listening should buy term insurance equal to the amount that they plan on working. So if you're 45, plan on working till you're 65, you should have 20 times salary. If you're 55, you should have 10 times salary. If you're 35, you should have 30 times salary. That's in term. But also look at converting the term to permanent because that's a great non-correlated asset class And I mean, I'm looking at my whole life policies and they're growing and I'm making about 4% tax-free with no market risk. And I'm protecting, um, we just had our sixth child. And so if anything happens to me, 
my kids and wife are protected. But even if you're single, who's going to protect you if you're disabled or uh, need long-term care? In some cases, these permanent policies have long-term care in the event of disability. So you could actually spend your death benefit while you're alive, but people are woefully uninsured and young people should be also considering long-term care insurance. It's very cheap if you're 45 or 40, and it's surprisingly affordable even into your early 60s. We've had a lot of people say, oh, it's too expensive, but for $200 a month, you can make sure that you don't go uh, into poverty due to a long-term care illness. Well, and I think that's important because a lot of young people think that they don't have dependents, but they can become the dependent and a relative, a close friend, somebody may be taking care of them. You may need to provide financial support for that person in order for them to be able to care for you. Exactly. You know, I I think of my mother who in the final months of her life was taken care of by my dear sister, Jessica. And if Jessica did not have, you know, a family leave plan, Uh, She worked for Target at the time. Uh, She would not have been able to take care of my mother. But what happened, you know, my mother passed away of cancer for two months. But what about if you have cancer for three years? I mean, I know people, they battle two, three, even 10 years, and then they pass away. So I would look at buying an insurance policy to provide for that and to have a reservoir, a volatility buffer to help care for your caretaker. That's an excellent point because people, you know, it's one thing to ask a relative to take off their, you know, 12 weeks of family leave, but maybe they have to take off three years. That's going to really hurt their career. What are you doing to financially protect those that love you, that you love, that are there for you in those tough times? Let's move on to the fourth thing, and that has to do with taxes. What are the common mistakes that people are making, young people, especially with respect to taxes and being tax smart? People are not tax smart. They are either not maxing out their 401k, which in the in the event of the new Trump tax plan, you get a higher standard deduction. And so what this allows you to do is you, you're able to get a better bang for your buck. So, so many people, I mean, I live in the Northeast where we didn't, we don't have the same ability to write off our property taxes. The property tax cap is 10,000 a year. And some of us pay more than that in property taxes, state and local taxes. But many people are not maxing out their 401k or they're deferring too much in their 401k and not looking at doing tax smart things like a Roth. And I always tell people, Bobby, with the national debt the way it is and politicians having an increased appetite for free college, free health care and even universal basic income, where do you think taxes will go in 20 or 30 years when you retire? Not looking good. It is yeah. not looking good. <laughs> so why are we so deferring? pay the tax now if you if you can. Not everyone's eligible, but if you do meet the requirements to have any kind of vehicle where you pay the taxes up front and then never again, that's always a good thing. Exactly. You know, that's a fantastic benefit of Roths and a fantastic benefit of permanent life insurance if you make too much money to do a Roth. And also a Roth 401k, if you make above the normal Roth IRA limits, you can actually do a Roth 401k. And the benefit of that is there is no income limitation. Which is excellent. We love to hear that because we always want people to have the highest income possible and still have all of these options. The final number five money mistake that you see financial grownups doing is not having a holistic plan in place. Yeah, number one problem I think I see is people don't have a holistic plan. 
they have a plan. And what that means is I max out my 401k. We have a 27 point checklist that we go over in the book, meaning do you have enough umbrella insurance? How about your car insurance, your home insurance? That's what I call the first line of defense, your disability insurance, your wills and trusts, ownership agreements. Do you have an emergency fund? Well, how about the debt and the cash flow management? So we have a 27 point checklist that we go through. I call it the 27 point ultimate financial game plan that's in the book, Retirement Reality Check. And the beauty of the checklist is we are focused on three things, protection, savings, and growth. And it's critical to not just focus on growth. Too many of you are focused just on growing your money. You also have to be focused on protecting your money. It's like the castles of old. They had moats around them to protect filled with alligators. So you got to focus on that as well. All right. So much great information in this book. Before we let you go, tell us where people can learn more about you, get the book, all that good stuff, your socials and so on. Well, you can go to my Facebook, fb.com slash financial quarterback or the financial quarterback on Facebook. At Twitter is uh, our Twitter handles at your financial QB. And also you can check me out on LinkedIn. Just search for Josh Jelinski. And on my podcast is available on iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts. And get my book on Amazon or wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, if you're not a uh, internet buyer, a retirement reality check from HarperCollins. All terrific. Also, I just want to do a quick thank you to everyone who supports the show by subscribing and writing reviews. If you have not, what's stopping you guys? Please be part of the community and follow us on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. Everyone, pick up Josh's book, a copy for yourself, and a great idea. Give a copy to someone you love. Pay it forward. Thank you, Josh Jelinski, for helping us all be financial grownups. Wonderful to have you help me. I, I remember you on my radio show and really cherish the time we spent. You were a highlight. Yeah, everyone check out Josh's radio show and podcast in all the places. Thanks, Josh. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.